it's good to be here this morning, and I hope you've had a good week. And uh, I just, it's just good to come back to God's house and be together as a family, church family. And I love it so much. But it's so good to be here. But let's go to Lord in prayer. I'm going to call on Brother Michael. If you don't mind me, leave some word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we bow this morning, thankful for this day, thankful for your watch, care, and your love through this past week. Father, as we're here, gathered together with our brothers and sisters, pray, Father, that our hearts be clean before you, Father, that you can move in our lives. Father, we invite your Spirit to be part of this service this morning, realizing, Father, that the Spirit has power that we can't even comprehend to touch yes. lives. Father, pray that you be with each one that's here, the ones that have part in the service, Father, the teachers. Most of all, when it comes time for the message, would you know and fresh our pastor, Father, give him that that he needs. Pray for each one that couldn't be here because of illness. Father, pray your blessings on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's, uh, let's take another one here. Look at page 306, the old gospel ship. Let's sing this and then go into a time of uh, a prayer. And uh, we do have several that's, uh, we do have some traveling, Michael and, uh, and uh, Allison. I know they're on their, their first cruise together, and uh, I know they're having a great time, but anyhow, we'll lift them up in prayer, many of us here in just a little bit. Let's look at the old gospel ship. <laughs>
do our part to help them out here. Great job. Well, let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time and lift up the ones that we know we need to pray for and continue again, continue praying for Don and Kathy, and uh, continue lifting them up and and uh, I'll let's let y'all mention any others. Nell and Robert. Nell and Robert. Continue yeah. praying for uh, them. Please remember them. Uh, Dad's just not doing well, and we're close to having to make some hard decisions. I, I know Chris has been there. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, but uh, it's still hard, and, uh, you know, so y'all pray for, for me and for Mom and Linda, and that we can do what's best for Dad. Yes. And uh, I think if if when when Dad has to go has to have more help, that once Mom gets a good rest, she'll be better. But I don't know that. Um, but uh, that's my prayer. And. Uh, but do remember them. And remember Neil and, and the boys. Uh, they're, they're still struggling with the loss of their wife and mother. So uh, please remember them. That was blessed the last Sunday that was shared. Yeah. yeah last Sunday. And uh, continue praying for Rick. Continue praying for Rick. Rick yes. Sister Bonnie. Uh, asked me this morning to share with the church to pray for her and tell everybody hello. Uh, Wayne, Dr. Wilson is in India right now. Uh, I'd like to ask the church to pray for him. He's there, they're doing a Christian conference between, and he was expected between five and 800 people there. So please pray for him. Uh, also, they got a phone call yesterday afternoon. Their youngest son is an Air Force pilot and uh, He's been in Germany, but he's been deployed, and he couldn't tell them where he was going. So they're very concerned about him. Please pray for him. His name's Andy. And, uh, you know, the wars that's going on, you know, going to Israel and Ukraine. I, I don't know if, you know, people here know um, or not, but I want to ask a prayer for Martha and James Friendly. And uh, Martha called yesterday, and they're having to move. Hansville by Ruthie, and so they're there trying to clean up the house and, and get moved out. Mm -hmm. Wayne, could we remember the Gillespie family? Uh, I coached against him for uh, with a man and his grandson's approaching death. He's a little fella. They've seen him all on hospice. And that can be great. He's six years old. Six years old. Six. Mm -hmm. Bonnie Warren. Anyone else? Wayne, well, I request prayer for the Niblet family. Uh, one of our District 1 employees uh, died of heart attack this morning, Mr. Phil Niblet. And their, fam their family that we knew well all the years we attended church at Hayden, his parents and grandparents and extended family, and I know they're we tore up this morning. I'm not Pray for them. Definitely pray for them. We have so much to pray for. You know, seem like every week there's just more and more we can add to our prayer list. But you know, we always need to remember the ones that you know are 
our, our church family members for sure in prayer. But we all have someone that uh, that we can lift up in prayer that uh, not only going through a physical element or pain and stuff, but you know, they're actually need a savior. Sure. And there's so many that need a really savior that we can pray for. You always remember Mark Turquoise. Yeah, remember Mark.
everybody you guys look good this morning yeah good to be back in church um i want to chase a rabbit for a couple of minutes is that okay this morning okay just i just want to i won't i just want to assure make sure positive nobody is freaking out over what's going on in the middle east okay i've had some people come up contact me this week saying 
I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this. What do I? What? 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 Do I? Do, are they right or they wrong? Listen, Christ could have returned in the year 71 A.D. Okay. Don't freak out over this, and please don't look at YouTube or Facebook to to get other people's opinions. Do you know the definition of heresy? You know what heresy is defined as? A teaching that goes against Scripture. Well, YouTube is dripping with heresy right now, okay? And the main reason they're doing it is because they get enough likes, they get a paycheck. Okay? All right, so please, don't freak out over it. If you want the root thing, Israel and Saudi Arabia were about to sign a peace agreement, and Iran was doing everything they can to stop it. It's that simple, okay? All right. Oh, <laughs> head in the sand. Head in the sand. Yes. Yeah. You see, is this World War Three all over the place? No, this is just Iran afraid Saudi Arabia is going to drop the price of oil and kill their number one economic motor. That's all it boils down to. Okay. Everybody good on what's going on? Okay. Well, and, and we see that uh, why the swamp needs to be drained. Because the same people that are pushing this war have pushed wars for 50 years. You'll, you'll hear the same names that are still working for the government that was working here in Vietnam. And it's all about making morale and, and Boeing and um, whoever makes those other planes and Norfolk and lots of money. Follow the money. And even more important, God is still in control. Right, right. All right. Now, I had a question from last Sunday that I wanted to, to cover right quickly. We spent last Sunday on the Garden of Eden. Okay. And the question, or here's, here's how it was. If God forgave Adam and Eve, why did he drive them out of the garden? Consequences. That's one, yeah. There's really, there's two answers, and that's one of them. There's consequence. There's always consequences for sin. Yeah. And you say, well, what about before I'm saved? Well, the consequences of those sins hung on Calvary. Yeah. But number two, it was an act of great love by God. What? You know, if we're not careful, we think that flaming sword was to keep them out of the Garden of Eden. But what it did, it's kept them from the tree of life. If they had eaten of the tree of life, they would have lived eternally in a fallen creation. And God had something better for them. Yeah. As we'll see here, where sin abounded in the garden, grace did much more abound. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an act of love taking them away from that tree of life. Yeah. You, you go deep a lot of times. That's, the best, that's one of the best things you've ever seen. Well, thank you, Pam. <laughs> you made my day. Yeah. 
And that's really the topic now for the next several verses in Romans chapter 5. We'll start about verse 15. Is anytime there's this much sin, look at me. If there's this much sin, there's this much grace. Okay? This much sin is answered by this much grace. All right. Chapter 5. Uh, I want to read verse 12 and then we'll pick up with 15 again. Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And then down to verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, Adam, many be dead, much more. And it's not the first time, the last time he'll use that phrase, much more. The grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. There's no comparison. You look at what Adam brought. Adam brought death. Except for two men that God miraculously, Enoch and Elijah, took, death's undefeated. It's undefeated. And that one sin that Adam did caused death to reign from then forward. And that's pretty stout, isn't it? But he's saying that's a drop in a bucket to the grace. Yeah. Much more did grace come into the scene. And right off the bat, what can you say? Well, number one, grace. Through grace, I can be forgiven for that inherited sin. But also through grace, I can live a victorious life. Also through grace, I have life eternal. There's no comparison. There's no comparison between the offense of Adam and the much more grace of what Christ did. No comparison. But Michael Wilson was wrong. Um, there's grace for each need. Mm -hmm. Yet we don't we don't think about what we're actually singing when we sing mm -hmm. that song, do we? I mean, uh, you know, you talked about the grace that that was provided, but then we can break it down to every aspect of our life, the grace that we need in that portion of our life. Mm -hmm. The grace for test. The grace for um, coping with something that's hard to deal with. All those things. So when you look at grace for what it is, the whole picture, it does much more about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You ever heard the acronym for grace? God's riches at Christ's expense. I like that one. Yeah. Verse 16, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Justification is when God looks at me, He's happy with me. Makes us right with God. We're justified to stand in His presence. Yeah. 
He's going to repeat it. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, here he goes, much more. Again, much more. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Reign in life. I don't think he's talking about heaven there. What can I reign over today? I can reign over my flesh. I can reign over what we call Adam man. If I so choose, I have enough grace available to keep Michael in subjection. Yeah. Yeah. If I choose to do it, I can. I can live a righteous life, not a perfect life, but I can reign. You know, I had no control over this inherited sin, did I? It was just, I was just born with it. Let's put it that way. But with this grace now, I can have control. Yeah. I can reign over sin, reign over Michael's flesh. Yeah. And that's my biggest enemy anyway. Mm -hmm. I have an English question. If we have any English teachers here, what does it mean when a phrase is in parenthesis? Because at the end of verse 17, I have a parenthesis in my Bible. And I look back up to see where it started. It started at verse 13. Why is all of that in parenthesis? It must be something... He's explaining the verse. He's going into detail on the verse before. Yeah. yeah. Paul's famous for several things, but one of them is long sentences. I can say that is the longest parenthesis. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you know Paul wrote it, right? Yeah, exactly. He, he must have helped write the 18 articles of <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them is just one sentence, right? Yeah. All right, verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So Adam's act caused death, but Christ's act caused life. Yeah. For, verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. And there's the answer to, why am I a sinner? What did I do to become a sinner? Well, we were born into the world. Yeah. Yeah. We were born into the world. I've heard it said that it's, it's really easier to reach Somebody that that we would think is, is a big sinner here because when they're shown grace, they, they feel like than it is to reach a righteous person or you know in their own eyes righteous. You know they do good works for their community and they they've never stole anything and they're they're good to their neighbors, but. That won't get it. Um, they, they've got to have that blood applied to their life, just like I did. 
So if we really technically wanted to say what is sin's origin, we'd have to say Adam, wouldn't we? Yeah. It's the origin of sin in this world is Adam. Yeah. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Third time he's used that phrase, much more. Yeah. That is, sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I like that verse. I like that verse. Yeah. We have a problem, but we've got such a massive cure for it. Yeah. An unboundable or a, a, unlimit, an unlimited, there's the word I'll get it out, an unlimited cure for it. Yeah. And as I've said, one dose does it all, and all the doses are the same size. Yeah. Anyone thoughts on this chapter? I've wondered why Paul wrote these next few verses. Did somebody ask him a question? Or I, I'm just curious why Paul felt it needful to put these next couple of verses in there. Okay, he's made the argument and made the case that where there's this much sin, there's this much grace. So he says, well, what if we made the sin a little bit bigger? What would grace do? <laughs> okay. But that's what he says. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? If an ounce of sin gets a 55-gallon barrel of grace, let's get a pound of sin, right? 
So I, I've always wondered why he felt that was needful to put this in here. It's like he was answering a smart aleck, doesn't it? Or, or maybe he was, he was answering a question of why do people live a certain way? Yeah. Why do they live like defeated? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, this is uh, puzzled me why, why he put it. But he answered it real quickly. God forbid. No way. That's what we'd say, wouldn't we? No way. No way. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Say what? <laughs> but here's the, the kicker on this, though. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? There's the kicker to it. How can we, who have, who started out with Adam's offense, but have received the great gift of what Christ did, we're dead to sin. How can we live in it anymore? Yeah. Why would we want to jump way back over there? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. What's one thing? Well, there's a couple of things, but one of the things that a minister who baptizes, if he does it right, he'll get them totally in the water to where that water covers them up. I've heard the phrase, the liquid grave. And we've had several baptizing recently, and, and Paul's going to touch on that a little bit, how the best way I always describe baptism, it's a, it's a public show of what happened inside. Okay? You're willing for the public to see you go down in the river and be baptized. That much uh, grace about you, confidence about you, what, whatever the words you want to plug in there, Okay? What happened on the inside, this is an outward showing. As, as we, and Paul says here, we're, let me just read it again. We're baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That old man reigning in our life, baptism when we're under the water, symbolizes that old man has died. Let me rephrase that. The old man's reign on us has died. Is that a better way to put yes. it? Okay, sorry. And, and I like the word emblem. Emblem, yep, yeah, that works, that works. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also, if I could plug in there, are raised up and should walk in newness of life. The phrase, a new creature. Yeah. A new creature. We go under the water. And this is all an emblem. This is figurative, okay? What happened, happened when we're saved. Don't, no, no problem there. But this symbolizes that our old man's reign on us is buried, and we're coming up to a new life where we reign over him. It's okay, go ahead. I'm trying to be quiet, but I'm not from the hip where I go. Okay, okay. Just because the first thing popped in my head. And, <laughs> and so I've been living that down. Yeah. But, no, I'm just going to wait a minute. All right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still very well. 
well remember, I was nine years old when I was baptized. I can remember very well going under that water and that water covering me up. And when I came up, I was part of the Missionary Baptist Church. That's a, it takes a commitment when you're being baptized. Mm -hmm. It's an emblem of your commitment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the yeah. word I was, that's yeah. the word I would yeah. say is commitment. Yeah, no, good and with it. It's not like in the beginning Paul says, if we've got the goods, we're going to live like it. Because if we live a defeated life, God forbid. It's pretty much what he said. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's okay, it's okay. A couple more verses, we're about out of time. For if we have been planted together in the likeness or the emblem of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Yeah. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Talking about our flesh. And henceforth we should not serve sin. If people could see what a terrible master sin is in their life. I, I go straight to the drug addict. That drug is their master. It, 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 it controls everything they do in their life. It has an influence on everything. It drives everything they do. Yeah. But that sin, sin wants to drive our lives to be the, the steering device in our life and be our master. Yeah. If the world, you'd ask somebody who's, who's living it up in the world to say, it's your master. No, I do what I want to. Well, you, you might think you do. Yeah. But sin is your master. You serve sin. Yeah. And the whole time you're trying to convince yourself you're having a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Yeah. Symbolized by that death under the water, that liquid grave. And you know, when we see a small child who's raised in church get saved, other than hiding during invitation, there's really not a big change in them for the most part. But you take an adult who's lived a rough life, let them get freed from that sinful master, and there's a big change in their life. Yeah. Yeah. In their yes, life. there is. Yeah. Yeah. The change is the same. The change is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One's no more lost than the other. That's right. Neither one got saved any more than the other. Yeah. There's a verse that says, He that's free is free indeed. Something like that. We're free from the domination of sin in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I will never accept the phrase, The devil made me do it. Nope. Not if I'm saved. Because I've got the power to say no to my flesh mostly. Yeah. The devil may be prince of this earth. But we are not on this earth. Nope. Nope. We are just sojourners through this earth. I believe that's what Brother Patrick preached that night. Yeah, we're just, we're not dwellers, we're sojourners. Yeah. Yeah. 
times people will ask me, like, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, just as a, uh, a comical thing, I said, well, I'm trying to keep the old man out. Mm -hmm. uh, basically saying, you know, I'm getting pretty old, and I'm just trying to stay busy and do things so I can keep moving. i got a new meaning for it now. <laughs> when you talk right here about uh, uh, the old man, uh, our old man, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Well, now I can say I'm trying to keep the old man out, and that would be me. <laughs> the old man, trying to keep him under subjection, yeah. while I'm trying to keep the old creepy joint man out too. <laughs> And I'll close, I'll close with this. We cannot grasp what grace really is and how much there really is and what it really means to us. We just get little niblets of it. Yeah. And we definitely don't understand just what it meant to be saved and to accept that free gift. We'll have to be on the other side to grasp it. Yeah. All I can say is what the old gentleman used to say. I know because I know it in my knower. Yeah, I know it in my knower. Yeah. And the very best spiritual thing we have on this earth is just a nibble. It's just a little earnest of what's to come because of the one man's obedience being Christ. Yeah. Anyone else? Michael, I appreciate what you said about this part where it said we not serve sin and sin being a master over a lot of folks and controlling them. And, and, uh, and, and made reference to uh, the drug addict, uh, alcoholism, all these things. And we go back and uh, think about the young man that his father was trying to get help for him because he had a demonic spirit in him and sometimes it would cast him into the fire and sometimes it would cast him into the water. Couldn't do anything with him. And and then Legion who who was up there among the tombs and cutting himself and just, just a wild man. And and a lot of times we blame alcoholism and drugs on this and that. But but those were all evil possessions of the devil that people have and it and it causes We've seen people that are good people when they're in their right mind and it's not altered. They, they make good decisions. They're good people. And then when they become uh, uh, possessed with alcohol or drugs, mm -hmm. they become obnoxious and saying things that they wouldn't normally, wouldn't normally say. And, uh, and it's sad because they're, they're, they are a servant to that. Mm -hmm. That's mastering their life mm -hmm. and what they do. And, uh, I think a lot of times we don't give the devil his due uh, when it comes to all these different vices that influence people's life. Yeah. You think those people would just look in the mirror and see what it's doing to them physically? Sure. Yeah. They don't see. No, they don't. It's number 56 if you decide to sing it. There's grace for every need. <laughs> Appreciate everybody's help this morning.